Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Mike Bellina, Andy Rampernard, L.A. Nick, and Doug Sprinthal. And we'll be right back. A lot of guests and a lot of bitching today. That's what it is. <laughs> and we'll be right back, Tom Bernard. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're going to talk about it. You know who I'm going to talk to now is... Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com's Doug Sprinthal. Well, thank you, Tom. Well, thank you, Tom. Great talking Good to you. have you back in the studio again. This is Amazing. very weird. So we can interrupt you in person now, right? Yeah, that would be great. Via be thousands great. of miles. Uh, we've been talking on the morning show about a couple of our newer stores that we acquired in the last year, and I just want to touch base briefly on them. We bought uh, the Polar Operation from Thane Hawkins. Thane has been in the he's – he's an interesting story behind him. He was a Northwest Airlines pilot. They went on strike in the 70s, and him and a buddy said, hey, why don't we sell cars for a while? It might be kind of fun. So they went to work for Wally McCarthy, and he liked it so much he be, became a car dealer. So he decided to retire. He was the first one-price dealer in the cities, actually, so it really fit well together. So we bought Polar Chevrolet and Mazda up on Highway 61 in White Bear. We are splitting the Mazda uh, facility off and building a brand-new $7 million crib. See that modern? Crib, man. Right across the street. This is TMZ. It's like 1989. Yeah, quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet. It'll be done in uh, July or so. So if you're up in that area and you're shopping for a Chevy or a Mazda, uh, stop in and uh, see the guys up there in White Bear Lake. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We named our band when I was a teenager after this song. Did you really? Good song. It's called Take Five. Good song. Notice I hit the post there. That's perfect. <laughs> Who wrote it? <laughs> Who wrote this? Yep. Uh, Dave Brubeck. Nope. Sax player wrote it. Paul Desmond. Oh, Paul Desmond wrote yep. it? But it is Dave Brubeck. It is. It? It's yeah. his band. I just saw a thing on, on, uh, on the news before I left the house. Madonna is the richest musician in the world. How did that happen? She's not a musician, first of all. Well, how did that happen? I have no idea. <laughs> what happened to Beyonce in those? Oh, they're not even close. It's, it's really it, nope. It's Madonna, Paul McCartney. I was yeah. I would then Dr. Paul. Dre. But Madonna's number one, man, by a long shot too, by like a lot, by like a lot. It can't be from desperately seeking Susan. I don't understand. How did that happen? Well, I will tell you what. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, a tour as Madonna. <laughs> uh, because not you know what? I, I will I will bankroll that if you do that. I've got a, a British accent and I've also <laughs> dropped a few uh, notes in as far as my delivery is concerned. And when I was married to Sean Penn and he punched me in the face, you remember that 
don't it you? It sounds kind of Irish, actually. You've kind of got an no, Irish, Irish English like thing. This. You know, the, the whole, Irish thing is like this. The whole story is <laughs> insane. Just Madonna's the richest musician in history right now. Sean Penn got hooked up with El Chapo. And now he's right. like kind of blacklisted from Hollywood. Yes, he is definitely. <laughs> the whole thing is just a weird story. Yeah, well, they're all of those people are all nuts. Every one of them's crazy. Well, I figured out this weekend that anytime anybody gets a lot of money, they go they go insane. What qualifies as a lot of money? Over hundred uh, million. Over hundred million. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. I think you're yeah. right about that. They do. They go crazy. I'd go crazy. I, I'd go mental for seventy. <laughs> Give me seventy you, million, I'll go mental. I don't need the over on hundred million dollars. No one would ever see me again. I watched yeah. that McAfee, the guy who invented security, internet security, he's the first guy who who realized it was viruses. I think he, yeah. I, I think he invented the, vir- the viruses himself. I really do. You might be right. I really do think he did. But he he went so crazy. He he went to Belize. He killed somebody. And now the guy lives in America, and he's the top. He's one of the top. The top authorities on internet security again. This is the same guy who dressed up like a savage in the islands and yes. murdered his neighbor. Yeah, and he, he also he ran for president in 2016. The Libertarian Party came in second. Oh, the Libertarian Party, no, yes, he that. did. And and now he lives back in the United is it States. John McAfee? Yeah, John McAfee. Yeah, John McAfee. And he yeah. is the top authority on internet security. He's crazy. No, he's more than crazy. You watch he's the documentary. This not it's not an actor acting him. It shows live footage of him with Mac Tens. He had a whole yep, cult yep. of prostitutes and, and thugs yes, all traveling with him all over the world. <laughs> he was insane. Speaking of libertarians, I don't know if you've seen Speaking the, of the meme yeah. making it away around the internet. It's uh Johnson, the guy that ran for president. Oh, it's his first name. Oh, Gary. Yeah, Gary Johnson. He's got this look on his face, and he goes, he bombed Syria, the iPhone girl? That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. See, that's pretty, that is funny. And you know what? People have to realize, that. it's not American bombing Syria. It is France, France and, and Britain. And France was the leader. Yep. They put. They sent over more planes than anybody. Macron, so, right? so we, it's not just America bombing Syria. No, you're absolutely right so, about that. Just was, so people know that. It was a joke. I know, but people, I see a lot of posts, oh my God, I can't believe he's bombing the country. It's not just us bombing the country. And then we're not bombing them anyway. All we're doing is just bombing their chemical their plants. Chemical plants. Yeah. We're not it's bombing them. It's not like them. we're new to bombing countries, though. Well, no. <laughs> Pretty exactly. much everybody does it. It's one of the and things I've you get to do in your prison. a few times myself. Yep. I'll tell you that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> God, I, I was, talked about this a little bit on the, the morning show. One of the great things about Amazon and Hulu and Netflix is going back and watching TV from 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. I've been watching the Dean Martin roast. Oh, they're amazing, man. They say stuff on there <laughs> that you would. Frank Gorshin walks out on the roast of Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> Frank Gorshin, remember the great impressionist? Sure. Yeah. He walks out. The Riddler. Stand, the Riddler, yeah. Riddler, right? Yeah, exactly. Riddler, yeah. Standing right next to Sammy Davis Jr. He goes, well, look who's here. The world's only dancing fudgesicle. <laughs> Can you imagine if you said that today? Well, if you watch some of the roasts uh, they do now, they get they they yeah, but not they, race, do they? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they the one the oh, one do does still? the one does. What's his name? The one that what's his name? Host. Uh, I know who you mean. Not, yeah, Greg Giraldo. The Friars roast. Dead, they're pretty bad. They yeah, they get bad. really yeah, they're pretty bad. Well, they have Gilbert bad. on there all the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty bad. I, some of the stuff they say on there, it's, it's just, it's amazing, though. It's like, good God. The Pamela Anderson one was the worst one I think I've yeah, ever that seen. that was terrible. Ever. That was out of line, actually. Out of line, yes. And, you know, she's a dirtbag, but she's not that big a dirtbag. Actually, yeah. you know what? She's actually not. Look I know what she did to herself. She was a gorgeous Canadian I know, but you know woman what? and turned into a No, it's not what she doll. did to herself. It was what the industry did to well, her. that's true. Barbed she's wire. actually a very nice very nice girl. That's what everybody tells she me. She really, really is. She's a sweetheart. The industry ruined, destroyed her life. Did you ever see a picture of her when she came here from Canada? Oh, yeah. Wholesome yeah. and just gorgeous. I've met Pamela lots of times. She's a nice girl. Yeah, that's what I hear. I hear from everybody. She's very, very nice. No doubt about it. Until she God. married a drummer. Yeah, yeah Tommy, right Tommy, Tommy, you know what? Tommy that. Lee did cause her harm. Oh, there's no doubt about yeah. it. No doubt about it. Oh, you see now, uh, just looking at some headlines here, Trump's latest tweet on Comey shifts the story. Oh, did you no. see, though, that Eric Holder went after James Comey now? Oh, really? Eric Holder went after him and said, oh, that guy made a lot of mistakes when he, well, the both, he was Well, both sides are going after They're him hard. They're both going yeah. after him the, the Clinton, the Clinton, the Clinton <laughs> family's not happy with him at all. No. I, no. Did you watch the interview? I did. I which, thought it was well, which pretty one? Good, which one? 
The one, the hour-long one on Sunday. Oh, with George Stephanopoulos? Three since yeah. then. I can't watch George Stephanopoulos. So that was yeah. a tape. That was he a tape. let him talk, though. I thought he But that be. was a taped interview. Have you watched any of the live interviews? No. You have to watch the live ones. They're totally different. Really? Yeah. He, he the other ones that were taped, he had time to, pre- to prepare and sit down, and they I think there was they were kind of not scripted but storyboarded. He had a, he had the the questions in front of him already. The live ones are completely different. Really? Yeah. He doesn't act the same. Yeah, I don't know about James coming. All of these people, I don't know about any of them. Oh, they're all tough. Listen, they're all tough jobs. That's a tough job. What being head of the FBI? Yeah, it's a tough job. It's a breeze. <laughs> Come on. I, you can have it. I'll, I'll stay away from it. I will. I'll stay away from it. My oldest brother, Terry, got in an argument with a guy one time who tried to claim that his really, looking at his wife, it's like, no, you're wrong. You're lying. She's really kind of, you know, what kind of dumpy, that mm-hmm. kind of deal. This guy's going to my brother. He's married to Louie Anderson, apparently. That's nice. That's really nice. So... This guy says to my brother Terry, you don't understand something. I I got I got position in my life. And my brother goes, What position do you have? <laughs> and he goes, I'll have you know my wife works for the FBI. And my brother looks at her and goes, What, Fat Broads Incorporated? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. My brothers can be a little rough, man. A I little. That was great. <laughs> Just a little rough. Oh, the one thing you didn't want to do at my house when all seven kids and my mother were at home was get somebody's mouth running. I'm telling you, it got got bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was fun though. Those kind of insults stay around for a long time. Like long that, that the feelings get hurt for a long time. <laughs> That's really. I gotta remember that one. It's pretty good. Terry. Oh God. Whatever. So, in any case, uh, so you were you were saying uh, R. Kelly got arrested and Nelly might get arrested and everybody's getting arrested. Well, I just can't believe that R. Kelly's still in I know. doing this stuff after all those things that happened to him in the past. You think he would go on the straight and narrow and get his career back you on track think? and not be involved in underage girls or or uh, uh, now they're saying he has a cult of sex slaves and this girl saying that. That, that this girl's saying that he tried to get her to join a cult of sex slaves, and you, you would, and she has him on tape and stuff. You you would think that it would he would have quit a long time ago. I mean, let's see, in puberty for thirty years. Do you think that it's just so attractive and so exciting to him he just can't quit? Do you think that's what it is? Well, uh, they say they're sex addicts. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand either. it. I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, you can't be. So addicted to something that you literally can't stop if you have enough willpower. I suppose, yeah. But uh, why does he keep doing it? Like you said, straighten up, make a ton of money, calm down. I mean, I think now he's blown it. He he got a pass the first time. I don't think he's going to get a pass this time. I don't. And then I when I was when I was googling the story, Nelly popped up. Nelly's got some of the same charges coming up on him. Like, don't you have? I mean, don't isn't your life pretty good? Why don't you just you know chill out and date some couple girls here and there? Well, Barbara Bush died. <laughs> yeah, she yes, died. yes, yes. Barbara Bush did die. I, was I know. Gonna, I was going to talk about that during the show. You read a story about how she had something. Yeah, she stopped taking treatment. She, she, she refused treatment. Yeah, she huh. she was she was done with it. She was what ninety ninety four ninety two ninety two ninety two point five. Okay. Mm. She was 92.5. And would you do me a favor and bring up dailycaller.com? Because there are two headlines that I want to read you guys that you aren't even going to believe that people say these things. Yeah, it's just daily dailycaller.com is the name of it. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can just remove that. Okay. Uh, keep scrolling down. Uh, where are they? Come on, where are they? Just They're fantastic. Give me a keyword I can search for. Uh, Tamika, what the hell was her name? Yeah, there, it is. there she is, Tamika Mallory. You ready? You know, Starbucks is going to have these racial bias classes. This is, they're yeah, going to, yeah, they're going to shut down 8,200 stores for an for, hour. Yeah, one of the dumbest. Yeah, I thought it was for an afternoon or something. Anyway, and they're going to shut down and do racial bias classes. And who is Tamika Mallory? 
Uh, Google will now. Oh, I read about her. She's a big... Uh, she doesn't want the JDL there, right? She said, Tamika she... Mallory demands Starbucks throw Jewish group out of racial bias well, training. The reason for that is is the JDL went after her because of uh, Farrakhan. So? So, they, so she's Farrakhan mad at Farrakhan hates Jews. Well, I know. That's why they went after her. Well, so this she, is so her she's getting, aligned, she's so aligned this is her getting back at them for going uh, after her. Has she aligned herself with Louis Farrakhan? Yes. Much like, by the way, our congressman. Yeah. Keith? Uh, Keith Ellison hang, hangs out with Louis Farrakhan, has many yeah, times. I think he's done anyway. Who, Ellison? Yeah. yeah. I think he is, too. Yeah. He's a, she, I think he's buried himself. She's just your standard, you know, far-left activist, uh, gun control, feminism, Black Lives Matter, that kind of stuff. But she's it. also... On the transition committee, whatever that is, of uh, Bill de Blasio. Oh, oh yeah. so he works for Bill de Blasio. You mean Warren uh, Wilhelm? Oh, exactly. Warren Wilhelm, yeah. His real name is Warren Wilhelm. Oh, he's I just love that. Got a lot of money. Where's the other one? There's another great headline there. So Tamika Mallory demands Starbucks throws Jewish group out of racial bias training. <laughs> I think you missed a point, lady. She's a very beautiful woman, though. So Is she? Yeah, she's very pretty. Oh, come over and take a look at her picture. Uh, okay. Uh, God, where's the other great okay. headline? There was another great headline. Oh, yeah, she she's is very pretty. There was another great headline that makes absolutely no sense. I just, I don't know what the hell is wrong with people. I really don't. The things that they say. Oh, here it is. AP's newest history textbook. Okay, you ready? We're ready. AP's newest history textbook implies Christians are afraid of non-white ethnicities. So Christians are all racist now. Of course. (laughs) Doug, the racist principal. That just drives me crazy. Mike, can you weigh in on this? I mean, when did it become the thinking that Christians are conservative? Uh, The ones that I know about the most liberal people in the world, I mean... Yeah. Let's face it, Jesus was a liberal. Jesus was a liberal, that's true. He sure was. Yeah, and he wasn't white either. No. And Jesus was a Jew. Yeah. And Jesus was a Jew. He was not a white Jew either. Right. So there you have it. I, I don't, an AP U.S. history textbook slated for distribution in 2019 reportedly contains anti-Trump bias and says Christians and conservatives are racists and xenophobes. Radio host Alex Clark of WNOW's The Joe and Alex Show God, how you know, did you ever here's come up with the that? Pr- here, it just drives me crazy, and here's why. I know. So I know. all the immigrant communities that have sprung up in this company, that the country that everybody bitches about, like yes. the Somalis, how do you think they got here? Right, the exactly. church groups brought them in. The church, Lutherans so, particularly. Right. There's Lutheran services. Also brought the monks out and from Southeast That is Asia. true, and that's what's going on. So that's it? not... I mean, they are Christians, and they're clearly not xenophobic. Well, they were well-known for traveling the country and trying to, you know, spread the word of Christianity. Yeah. It's like you don't move to an African village if you're afraid of that's black right. people. And that's what's happening in Italy right now. The church is bringing in lots of yes, immigrants, exactly. and the people in Italy don't want it, but the church is doing it. So we found out now that uh, Christians are all racist and that uh, I'll come to your racial bias class as long as you kick all the Jews out. <laughs> Get rid of the Irish and keep the chinks in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't Uh, want the Irish. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with the client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years. But did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed. And I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so called up the folks at Whiting Clinic, and they helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. 
Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery and clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to reserve today. Space is limited, so don't delay. That's 855-555-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. If you pardon me, I'd like to say we do okay forever in blue jeans. I've got a position. I will listen to all Neil Diamond songs unless they're sung by Jews. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe that woman said that. Yeah, but she can get away with it. She's good looking. Yeah, she is good looking. And, and no getting around that. Yeah, that's. I wonder if one day humans are going to evolve to the point where you can't say or do literally whatever you want as long as you're pretty enough. Yeah, de- yeah, they, yeah. They, they I evolve think we're already there, Andy. <laughs> no, I mean like you can't anymore. Oh, you can't. Yeah, yeah. because we're there right now. That's a yeah. That's a major failing of our society. Is just right now, if you're people... rich, famous, or really good looking, you can say whatever you want. Yep, no one will care. I got to tell you something. This, uh, you know, looking at the news, which I have to do every day, you come up with great stories like Christians are all racist. Not just some Christians. All of them. All Christians are racist. Uh, Lefty trolls are celebrating Barbara Bush's death. I'm oh. happy the witch is dead. Of course Who's they sad? are. Sad. That's sad. Well, you know, it's Twitter. You're going to find scum. Yeah, That's just what exists on Twitter. How can you sleep at night? Although no matter, you like the woman, you hate the woman, whatever. She's 92. She's dead. You know, there's. You're happy they're dead. Twitter trolls, I can you know ignore because just you know there are yeah. seven billion people who cares about any of them. She's one of the. the... But this person, for example, is a college professor. Yeah, it's a college professor. Uh, well, they're the that's worst. That's a problem, yeah. They're the worst. When they start spreading that kind of thing, that's a problem. They're the worst. They All are. All college they, professors are terrible. They spread well, a lot of terrible rumors, All man. You're doing college the same professors thing. professors named Doug Sprinthal's dad. But yeah, they do. That's a lot. <laughs> Listen, they, All of them. In today's world, All yes. All of them are terrible. <laughs> in today's world. so insightful. But uh, in today's world, they are spreading a lot of hate. I'd sure say, they are. They all get together. Every college professor in the country are you in college? says... Are you in college? No. Are you? Have you been to a college lately? Yes. You have? Mm-hmm. That's a collage, not a Two college. Two weeks ago. Because okay. I've spoken to college this year, and I've met a lot of college professors this year. They won't let me anywhere near a college. <laughs> they are go. all very far left in one side. Well, in Minnesota, oh, sure. You know, there, it depends on where you go. If you go to, you know, like um, Notre Dame... They're not going to be Notre pretty far Dumb, off. Pardon I mean, me. Our mayor, They're not our be failure mayor, there. Bessie Hodges, is now is teaching at Harvard. At Harvard. I mean, oh my God. No, seriously. I have to ask you a question. And they're praising her. Praising her. But I have to ask you a question. Is and she Alan really Dershowitz at Harvard? is a Harvard professor, and he's one of Trump's buddies. Well, he's but also, he's one of all of these college professors that all act the same way. This is the entirely wrong way to look at the world. I'm glad you're not taking this person. No. <laughs> it's just like all Christians are conservative. All, I know. all college professors are liberal. It's but when bullshit. You have a, when it's you, when bullshit. You, when you have the power a college professor has to influence young kids on thinking a certain way, and they and I'm not saying all, but majority. You said all like five okay, times. Majo- Mike, Mike majority, did you see the transcript? Majority pushed them far left. There are a lot of lefties in liberal arts There's colleges. something wrong there. Well, listen, That's all I'm saying. Uh, it's time to move on, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I have no respect for academia right now, but I would say... I have zero. Zero. I have zero respect. <laughs> absolutely zero. Most, fact, college professors, most college professors just want to, you know, profess. But there, it's just like, you know... 10% is that enough so to... So let me ask you guys a question. Next time you get on a plane, do you want the engines that were designed by the PhD in aerospace engineering or the guy that just decided he could do it with no experience? No, you're, that, that's just no. a different subject. No, did you see the plane yesterday? Oh, is that the guy who's working for Southwest Airlines? Right. You guys, that would be a bad example. I mean, but. that went through the window right in that girl's head and got sucked yeah. out the window. So. Wow. There you go. Really? 
Yeah, yesterday. Emergency yeah, landing. Crazy. Someone got sucked out the window. Yeah, it was a flight to New York. Had the emergency landing in Philadelphia. An, a, an engine disintegrated. A piece of the, about a pack, yeah, the size of a pack of cigarettes came through a window and oh. went right to the girl's head. Yikes. And then she yeah. got sucked out the window and her her partner, they just said her partner, I don't know if it's her boyfriend or whatever, yeah, pulled her back in the plane, but she was dead. And then they had to do emergency landing in Philadelphia. You think those windows would be like tougher than that? That windows wait. They're nothing. Yeah. That Captain Schultz did a hell of a job. Yeah, she, that was the pilot, else. she was unbelievable. The yes, job she they landed did. that plane with one engine. Yep. She was I wonder amazing. if she went to college. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Nick. Now you got them all I think you have to go to college to fly F-18s, She went to a technical college. Sure. To fly F-18s? I don't think so. She went over you to you Anoka. She probably went to that lefty uh, Air Force University, Academy. University of North Dakota. hippies. University yeah. of North Dakota, you can go to and become a commercial pilot. You don't, you don't need yeah, to go to a flew F-18s fancy, fancy college. She flew F-18s first. And you know University of North Dakota is not left. I thought they all were left. I don't know anything about the <laughs> University of North Dakota. You know, it's all about aviation. It is a big flight school. Really? Next I yes. tell you. Number well, I mean, one in I America. Guess, I guess in North Dakota, you want to see your neighbor, you got to fly there. So, The only thing worse than a college professor are people... <laughs> Or salesmen, car sales, used car salesmen, used car salesmen, and DJs, and disc jockeys who do car commercials. That's right. That's the only thing worse. We don't have a chance. We don't have a chance. Thank God there aren't any attorneys around. Oh God, that's unbelievable. What I I just love, you know, Nick and I were talking about this whole situation too. Since I, you know, when all the press goes after me, I just go, you you can't hurt me. No matter what you say, I've heard it before. Just blah, blah, blah. So now they're all going after Catherine. (laughs) The the thing, though, is she'll fight back, which isn't good. I mean, it's not smart. That's not smart, though. No, it isn't. It's not not. smart. She'll, She'll be fine. I had to talk Rocco out of that. Fighting back thing. Oh, Rocco Media. He was yeah. fighting back. I'm like, dude, stop fighting back. Yeah, don't just even ignore, worry about ignore, it. ignore, ignore. Listen, I just all I do is I try to I try to get along, except for with Christians and Jews. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get along with everybody else except for, for those and college people. professors and college professors. Yes. Right. Forget about that. I, I just how can you sit down and make a statement like that and go, I'm really rational. You can't. You can't. You have to. You have to not know how crazy you are, or stupid you are. One of the two. You're either an imbecile or you're crazy. One of the two. There's no other answer. No. Whole world's crazy right now. There's no question about it. The whole world is crazy right now. You know, it's interesting because I was talking to a couple of people about that this morning on, on the morning show. I just said, Have you seen the top-rated shows? Are are almost all sitcoms now? Because people are sick to death yeah. of the negativity, and I hate you, and I hate what you do, and I hate what you stand for. They just want to laugh. They was, want a little light entertainment. Just make me laugh. How's Roseanne doing? Are the numbers still number holding? Number one. They, they're, they're holding, wow. huh? Number one in the country. Yeah, so I watched one of it. And I'm, I never liked the first I didn't either. version of it. I didn't and I'm either. like, well, she's kind it's of It's kind of cool, though, that they did it to the whole cast, the same exact people. Yeah. Even, 30 really, years later. They're even bringing Johnny Galecki back. No, this oh, really? It's pretty yeah. cool that they, they could pull that off. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a very powerful woman. A lot of money. Roseanne's yeah, got a lot, lot, of, money lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money. But you look at John Goodman. I mean, when he's, he, that's where he started, really. Yeah, absolutely. And then he turned into this, you know, hot shit actor. And, Wonderful actor. Yep. He is a, I love John Goodman. He's, you know, he's the one thing about the big Lebowski that I, it, just way over the top. When he gets all solemn out on the cliff over the ocean, he's going to throw the ashes. <laughs> And then, and then in, was it Raising Arizona? I can't remember. When he goes into the convenience store and he goes, uh, let me ask you a question. Do you have any balloons that blow up into funny shapes? And the guy behind the counter goes, not unless you think round is funny. <laughs> he's, been in a, he's been in a lot of movies, more than people. Oh, God. He's in a lot of Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. It always seems yeah. to be in those. In some horror he movies. Is. He did, yeah, Clover was it Cloverfield yeah. Lane? Or yeah, whatever it was yeah, called? yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, ten, ten Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. Lane. There you go. It's on um, Netflix now. I started watching it and then I forgot about it for like eight months. Well, if you go to Netflix, watch that McAvee, the the guy who did the software. Oh, that's, that's on Netflix. Yeah, it's it's amazing. You'll be amazed that this guy's still walking around in America and he's rich. <laughs> have you have you tried uh, Godless yet? 
No, I am going to watch you that. Watch the, Catherine, Catherine's leaving, going to see her parents this afternoon, so I'm going to be... Right, right now, right? I'm going to be flying solo but for she four is. days. So I'm gonna be, yeah, she, yeah, she left. Right she, now. She's oh. right now. 12 o'clock. I thought I was going, but... Oh, yeah, well. Why aren't you going? I told her I would, but I guess she forgot. She left you. Did you use your thinking voice? <laughs> thinking voice? You your know inside, you your inside voice? <laughs> I do oh. that sometimes. Your inside voice? Yeah, use your inside voice that no one can hear. I like it. Uh... Yeah, I, I, you know, the whole thing here. I just looking at these headlines of people. People are so. Do you think people are enjoying being this angry? They do they get some some juice out of it or something? What, what is it? Why do you want to be that angry? Well, I learned that bad stuff travels faster than good stuff. Yeah, so that's true. If you're that looking for any kind of publicity or fame, and you have a show. The angriness stuff goes way farther than it praising does. somebody yeah. for something good. Yeah, that's very, very true. And uh, I just think that's for people who have no talent whatsoever. Well, that's none of them have. Most of them have no talent. Yeah, they have no talent at all, so they can't rely on talent. So they have to just be shocking. Or I mean, how's the something? view still on the air? I you, can I anybody no answer that question? And I'd like to see one stand-up bit by Joy Behar. They say she's a stand-up comedian. I never even heard of her before the Yeah, view. I hadn't either. So I don't know about stand-up comedian. I've never, I've never watched it. Oh, it's, oh you, even, you'll go nuts. It's, it's, I mean, it's, they've seen clips when they get in trouble and say something outrageous, and they'll play it so on the news So yesterday they had Stormy like, Daniels on. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, and boy. So, so you think the girl's a porn star, and then before that was a prostitute, and you think that they would have something negative to question her? No, no oh. nothing. So she could be a hooker and a, and a porn star. Totally praise her. Just she's on the right side. She's anti-Trump, and that's all they care yeah, about. Yeah, I suppose that's it. She wasn't so anti-Trump when she was collecting the dough, though. Huh? Yeah, for real. Yeah, I think she's just pro or money. She was having pro, sex yeah. with him. Just might be having. <laughs> she just might be pro money. Yeah, I've never heard of a president or a senator or a congressman or a governor having sex with anybody. What I still love is the fact that I think I think it's four total and three currently. Four total governors from the state of Illinois have gone to prison. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, Blago is the best, though. He's oh, yeah, Blago. These guys crooked as they come. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to send me a bunch of money. He just got denied, he just got denied a field yesterday. Oh, How much he? is it going to yeah. cost me to get Obama, to sell Obama's seat? He yeah. got, he, was trying he, to he auction got a, off a Senate seat. Yeah, his well, appeal yes. got denied yesterday. So they so they're gonna let him out, and they said, "Nah, nah, we're not letting you." There's out. something yeah. about him that's kind of lovable, though. You know, most of these guys are just total slime balls. He's just Blago, so Blagovich? he's almost like a Blagovich? second city TV character. He's got well, he is, yes. yes. He's got really good hair, though. Well, he's got it's George <laughs> Stephanopoulos. Yeah, hair. he's got good hair. He's got the same hair. Doesn't need to wear a helmet when he goes biking. No, no that's exactly it. There's no question about it. But yeah, I I just. These politicians, and, and for them to point a finger at another politician and go, look at the filthy things they did. What? Yeah, what did you do? Oh, yeah, it's just horrible what's going on. Is there on. any president in the last, like, ten that has no dirt at all? Uh, maybe Jimmy Carter. Maybe George W. Bush. I don't know. Does George W. Bush have any dirt on him? I don't, not really. Not, Jimmy not really. Carter and George Obama w. Bush. didn't really either. I mean, he's... Yeah, he's yeah just, but where is Obama? Spending a lot Where's of money, Obama? man. Where's Obama? He's got Where a lot of money. He's got I a lot don't of money. Where'd he go? I don't, why would I keep track of him? Am I going to call him up and see if he wants to play tennis? I or? think he just got rich and took off. Well, he built a big wall around his house, and he's hiding. Like I said. Last time I, I saw him, he was like, never see me he again. was water skiing with uh, the guy from Virgin Airlines. Uh, yeah. Oh, Richard Branson. <laughs> Richard Branson is the Mediterranean Sea. Sure he gets to do some cool stuff. <laughs> he's probably just trying to look the other way as his daughter sleeps her way through Harvard. With, with the college say. professors? No, no, well, she's some, hooked up with some some honky from England. Because yeah. the college professors do 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 that sometimes. She's Should a very they? attractive young lady. Well, she yeah. is. Very is she? smart. I haven't seen her since no, she was a little is. kid. She's a very attractive young lady. She's very smart. She's got she's got a lot on the ball. But uh, yeah, I would guess Jimmy Carter. There's not a whole lot of dirt on him. He seemed like now his brother. There was some dirt on Billy. <laughs> a little he, bit. He was just a drunk. Just, he was just a drunk. Just a little bit. He was of kind dirt. of a happy drunk. Actually, oh, if well, you're going to be a drunk, you might as well be yeah. having I mean, a good time. George W. Bush did do coke. Yeah, he did. He was supposedly alleged. That. Alleged. Didn't he say he lived with his? Oh, you know he did, Oh yeah, he went to recovery for it. No, yes. he, he did. No? He did. No? He did. No? He's he straightened himself up. 
Oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, he was sober for, God, probably 20 or 30 years, I think, to his credit. Oh, yeah, it, it, it was it like in college or something. I think it was when he and was you know in what? the Air in National that, Guard, in, actually. In that, in that time era, who didn't do coke? I mean, real. Yeah, really. I mean, that who is did? True, well, he yeah. was a fighter jet pilot. <laughs> Those guys typically they didn't. Well, I mean, they, they no, used they to did, take... No, they did meth. Yeah, they used to take all, all sorts of stay-awake kind of yeah, stuff meth. to prevent blackouts. Yeah. Did you guys... Uh, he did admit to uh, doing coke in a 2005 interview. Yeah, so whatever. The worst thing you've ever done... There, there's some audio right now, and I can't remember where it is. Somewhere out east, I think. A raccoon comes into a firehouse, and apparently it had gotten into a bunch of marijuana... But the firehouses keep calling one another going, we got a raccoon in here that's on heroin. No, I'm pretty sure it's not heroin. I think they're on meth. <laughs> so one guy calls another firehouse. The guy says, this is too weird for me. I'm going home. <laughs> he just hangs up on him. I would, too. I'll take the angry goat. Exactly. <laughs> we will be right back. Special guest up that next on Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well... I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the my pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Nicholas, I'm sure you've uh, never heard that song before being played before you're interviewed. I love it. I love it. It is a great song. Nicholas Irving with us, ladies and gentlemen. Reaper, Ghost Target, a sniper's novel. Nicholas Irving is the New York Times bestselling author of The Reaper and Way of the Reaper. He spent six years in the Army Special Operations 3rd Ranger Battalion, 75th Ranger Regiment. Serving uh, from assaulter to sniper team leader, he was the first African-American to deploy in the GWOT as a sniper in his battalion, is now the owner of Hard Shoot, where he trains personnel in the art of long-range shooting. Nicholas, do not ever teach me the art of long-range shooting. That'd be way too dangerous. Well, yeah, I would love to, actually. I'm telling you, though, you don't want, you don't want me being able to hit a target from long range because... I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it's if a skill I'm... set. Tom, Tom's it's got a, a list. Set. <laughs> well, I'm just talking. It's about... just an art. Oh, it is. It is an art. How did you get involved in the first place? I, I mean, we. You... Oh wow. As a kid. Yeah, it goes. Oh yeah, it goes back to a kid. Uh, I, w- I would say, in I had to be around six years old, uh, taking a family trip out to uh, my grandfather's land out in uh, a small little place called Hogansville, Georgia, and he had a little 22 out there, and. He would line up these little, or I would steal, actually, his cigarettes uh, <laughs> and tape them up to a little piece of uh, plywood and post it up about 100 yards out. And I would take his uh, little twenty two and try to snap him in half uh, by shooting it. And he really got me into uh, the whole, you know, uh, precision shooting aspect of 
you know, uh, uh, shooting per se. And then my dad, of course, he was a big, uh, you know, role in that as well. Uh, he got my first, uh, bought me my first shotgun, um, 20 gauge when I was uh, 15. And I used to uh, take that out and, and, and play around with that, of course, and uh, sneaking into my parents' bedroom and, and breaking into their room and, and stealing my BB gun uh, that they hid underneath the bed from me. Uh, I would skip school and stuff like that and shoot targets and down the hallway and uh, before they got home, I would steal some uh, of my sister's Play-Doh and patch the, the holes in the wall with that. Like, uh, yeah, so that was pretty much how it started, just uh, being that guy, being that kid. And all the way back then, so so you knew from the time you were very, very young, maybe you didn't know clearly, but you knew what you wanted to do with your life when you were a little kid, it seems. Oh, yeah, most definitely. In the sixth grade, my mom helped me, uh, actually, she helped me make my first ghillie suit. And I remember her putting leaves on top of me and stuff like that outside. It was just a, a black jumpsuit, and, and I tied yarn to, uh, yarn to it. Wow. You had your first ghillie suit when you were what, in sixth grade, you said? Sixth grade, oh, yeah. That's phenomenal. You still have it. I hope you kept it. Oh, nothing fell apart. It, it, it was just uh, oh. some yarn and, and, and a black jumpsuit. It, and it, was, it, it was totally not the standard. And where had you seen a ghillie suit before you had one of your own? Charlie Sheen, actually. Charlie Sheen, uh, the movie Navy oh, Seal. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I uh, just find I find it so fascinating, and, and thank you for your service. Uh, you guys do amazing oh, you. work. You, you do absolutely amazing work. It's it's wonderful. Thank you. It takes a certain mindset, doesn't it? You, you have to have patience, and you have to there are a number of attributes that you need to do what you do, I would I would mm-hmm. imagine. Oh, most definitely. Um, I would say patience would be uh, one of the most key factors or one of the most key things or traits to have as a sniper. Um, but it, it's kind of hard to judge. I'm not necessarily a patient guy. It's just uh, boredom usually gets, gets the best of a sniper. Um, uh, I was always told, you know, coming up in the sniper community, uh, community that 90% of, uh, you know, being a sniper, it's intelligence and just you know uh, reporting intel and stuff like that the remaining 10 percent is actually being a surgeon with bullets and uh, plenty of snipers go their entire career with never having to pull the trigger which is uh something that i was just right place right time it wasn't um necessarily meant to happen or something i sought out to do it was uh, just put in the right place right time and a time of uh, a time in the in the war where targets were it was just a bad time in the war i guess uh, targets were out there and, and needed to be taken care of yeah, they well, there's no doubt about it. I've been very, very lucky, Nicholas, uh, doing interviews, hopefully some uh, time. Although you live in San Antonio, so you're not leaving San Antonio anytime soon. I, that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite cities in America. It's a great place. I love, oh, yeah. I love San Antonio. But if love you, it. Riverwalk and all that. I think right now we're going into the Strawberry Festival, which is uh, always a good deal. Yeah, no doubt. I have been very lucky in... In the career, I've been in radio now for 48 years, and over the, all those years, I've had people in studio. Uh, I never had you in studio, so if you ever get up here, I'd love to have you come in. But but being Definitely. around uh, people uh, who were involved in Benghazi, uh, Kai, mm-hmm. I talked to Kyle just about uh, Chris Kyle just about two weeks before he was killed. I, I was very very lucky to have met him and talked to him. An amazing human being just wanted to help oh, yeah. people and he ends up giving losing his life because of it but being around you guys do people point out that that being in your presence is a different feeling for people uh yeah i get i get that a few times but yeah. for me it, it's always weird to me i think um uh, to me i'm just a normal guy like i'm still that little kid that you know, I uh, used to try to fake sickness to, to skip school just so I could come home and play with the BB gun. You know, I don't I don't really see myself as anything necessarily special or, or anything like that. It was uh, just all right place, right time, and, and having the ability to uh, to talk about it. Um, geez, I'm, my first book that I ever wrote was uh, based off of like a Goosebumps uh, type right. of novel. And I wrote that in elementary school back when they had the, uh, the printers where you had to wind up and the you know, the serrated little uh, portions of the paper where oh, you rip God. off the edges and stuff. So yeah, you must so be I... about my age, 30-ish? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, 31, yeah, 31. Yeah, because yeah, I grew up with Goosebumps, and I remember, because every protagonist of every Goosebumps book was 12 years old, and I remember mm-hmm. 
looking forward to becoming 12 years old so I could be <laughs> yeah. uh, like every Goosebumps book. Yeah. So, so, Nick, yeah. Living, so, Nick, living in the city of Minneapolis, there's not a lot of people you can ask for gun advice in the city of mm-hmm. Minneapolis because we're kind of an anti-gun city. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to move and want to get a, a gun a rifle for home protection. Do you have mm. any suggestions of the best rifle to buy for home protection? If you're talking rifle for home protection, you have to go AR. Um, and, and, you know, as, you know, as much as it's in the in the news now, and you know, uh, the negativity that's been you know shining or light that's being shed on mm-hmm. on the AR platform, it's actually one of the best weapon systems to have. Even if it's a ten round, fifteen round, five round, you know, uh, it's great for home defense. But you run into the problem unless you have frangible rounds. Uh, because those bullets, the five, five, six round, or you know, uh, civilian version would be a you know .223 caliber. They're so fast, and they tend to go through targets uh, like butter. And if you have other people and other rooms and stuff like that, yeah. you run into that uh, you know that problem. What do you, what yeah. do you think um, about unless you have like, a frangible round? What do you think but, like about well, like a pistol grip Mossberg shotgun or something? There you go. Yeah, I was just about to suggest that you have. I mean, shotgun is is the best home defense weapon. You have the uh, the deterrent of the sound uh, once you rack that round. Yeah, that right. usually nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten would deter anything. And you know that one percent chance that someone decides to hey, I'm going to take my chances and go against a twelve gauge or twenty gauge shotgun. I mean that 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 round itself that that those, that projectile will uh, definitely take care of that that yeah, problem. I'm looking, I'm looking at that nickel plated pistol grip Mossberg shotgun. Nickel plated. Now we're talking. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. Why not pearl grip? Slug. Yeah. Slug grip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, anything. God. A shotgun's perfect home defense. I would. I would take a shotgun over anything. Over when you wake up at nighttime, and you know if something happens in the middle of the night, and you know you get that little. Uh, it, it, it's kind of hard to, you know, wake up a little bit. You have that little fog over you. Right. Um, your gross motor skills are going to take over more than anything else, uh, opposed to fine motor skills. So. Working small safeties and and aligning you know small sites under sure. the you know stress and 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 you know just sheer, sheer panic of it, uh, you're definitely going to be better off with a gross motor skill type of weapon, which would be a shotgun, so. just a grab and go. Or you could look into something like a uh, a Glock, where there's no uh, I'm not going to say a, a safety, but it's literally you put the mag in, rack it, and it's good to go. Yeah, I have a P35 Ruger now. I just, I just mm-hmm. to me that's. It's too much. It's it's it's. You have to aim and find exactly. your target. A Mossberg shotgun. You can just shoot it. Who has time exactly. for that? Yeah, you don't want. To, I don't want to aim. Well, a Mossberg pistol grip just pretty much shoots the whole room. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, it yeah. shoots shotgun, the whole you're room, fine. man. I just want a grenade oh, yeah. launcher. Yeah, grenade launcher. Get a grenade launcher. Or that. Or that. You, yeah, you launch that off, then you have to worry about it. Yeah, standoff distance, big time. <laughs> uh, Fifteen meters for a grenade. That's what you need. Hey, I, I appreciate the advice, man. Oh uh, yeah. Nicholas, I will tell you that I've been uh, uh, licensed to conceal carry for a couple of decades now, mm-hmm. and I've never even had to think about pulling uh, a weapon on anybody. Yeah, same uh, here. Which is wonderful. I, I'm really, really glad to hear that. The one thing that, because of this show, and we talk about, that talk to people like you a lot, um, so they send me they send me baseball caps to wear, mm-hmm. and I was coming into <laughs> work. Uh, a while back, a few months ago, and there was a guy that kept staring at me, and he kept huh. and he was looked like he was terrified, and I was like, "What uh. is he looking at? What what's the problem here?" And then I kind of looked down, and you couldn't see the pistol, but you could yeah, yeah. you could kind of see the outline. It's a yep. three fifty seven yep. Magnum. Um, oh, nice! That, that I was carrying that day, and so you could kind of see the outline of a pistol, but mm-hmm. that was. That, along with the fact that I, I went into the men's room as soon as I got into the building, I looked in the mirror, and I was wearing a baseball cap from the U.S. Border Patrol. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are you up? Yeah, it's like, yeah. You're kind of a kind of a far ways from home. That would go over good in San Antonio. We got a guard against the Canadians. <laughs> yeah, we got a guard against the Canadians in Minnesota. We can't let the Canadians that, that just be an come easy in. One. A very polite, a very polite uh, conflict. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Longest unprotected border in the history of the uh, planet Earth. Yeah. The U.S.-Canadian yep. yep. border. That's, isn't that exactly. wonderful? Uh, I, Nicholas, seriously, I, we go on and on and on. Now, how many, how many books have you sold? I mean, how many books have you sold tons of copies of? It's, you're doing very well. 
Oh, sold total? I have no idea. Uh, hundreds of thousands? Uh, no idea. That's very cool. Which is weird. Not weird. I'm, I'm very thankful and, and, you know, of course, blessed for sure. you know, the, the people who want to, you know, read my story or, you know, in, in, indulge or get a chance to actually see what, you know, combat is like. But it, for me, it's more or less just getting the story of guys who can't, you know, necessarily right. get that story out, whether it yep. be they're, you know, no longer here on this earth or just don't have the means or capability to. I was just putting well, it, my, my, my entire life is kind of like a right place, right time type of thing. You know, it, it's that, you know, I wrote the book and, and got a chance to, to shed a lot of light on a community such as, you know, the 75th uh, Ranger Regiment that not too many people know about, or even the sniper community. You know, not many, not too many people actually get a chance to hear, you know, the inner workings or the mindset or, you know, what goes on through uh, the emotions of a sniper after that, you know, trigger is pulled and the after effects of it. You know, not too many people talk about that. And that was one of the things that I really, really struggled with getting out. And, you know, I get emails and, and stuff like that from guys who want to go in and, and pursue that same lifestyle. But I'm very, very, you know, persistent on the aftermath uh, of, of getting out. You know, you have to have a plan. You have to have a backup plan. And you have to be in the right mentality. You know, a lot of guys get caught up in the you know, including myself, you know, the self-medication for quite some time, and that's just a terrible, terrible yeah. road to go down. I've, you know, you know, lost uh, more friends due to suicide than I have, you know, in combat by far. That's terrible. That's wow, the, that's crazy. Yeah. It is oh, terrible. Yeah. It's one of the things, but, uh, and the whole fiction thing now, it's it, it's kind of like the expansion of, you know, uh, guys who feel like their story's not even worth it. We live in this world that's, you know, it, it's being a kid again, you know, uh, writing fiction, I grew up with Tom Clancy and all those guys who, you know, right. great fiction writers. And, you know, I just grew up with that. I wanted to, you know, expand my horizon a little bit and take it back to the, you know, old goosebump days and, and make a little fiction book that's something that, you know, everybody can, you know, in, enjoy, share, and, and, you know, participate in. Do you have to deal with any negativity, like any haters coming at, coming at you with? Yeah. Um, there is a few. I, I can count on maybe one or two hands, but at the, I, I look back at what my, uh, my mom used to say. It's, you know, when it's all said and done, uh, 80 years from now or whenever, uh, there's only going to be one person in that casket at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and, and two weeks after that, no one's going to care anyways. You know, life's going to go on. So you have to, you know, Sad I'm just true. on that. Yeah, just, I'm, I'm, I'm on the, uh, I guess, the path of, you know, have 80 plus years, the uh, average, you know, uh, lifespan of, Someone like me or, or you, 76, 86 years old, that's not much time relative no. to, you know, what can actually be done in that amount of time. No, you know, you right. figure the first 25 years of your existence is going to be pretty much busy doing, you know, what uh, young guys do or females do. Um, that 30 to 50, 60 years, I mean, that's not much time to actually accomplish and, and fulfill your life with as much memory as you possibly can. Nope. And, you know, being into science and stuff like that, I know that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, only transferred. And I'd rather transfer good memories opposed to the negative memories uh, that I have on this on this earth. Yeah. Nicholas, come back soon. I love talking to you. Nicholas Irving, ladies and gentlemen, Reaper, Ghost Target, a sniper novel by Nicholas Irving with AJ Tata. I appreciate it. Nicholas, thanks for all your time. Terrific, terrific. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a good day. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.